You're listening to the Mutual Audio Network. Unless you're tasting it. In which case, I think you're doing it wrong. The following audio drama is rated R and is recommended restricted for anyone under the age of 17. April 6th, 2005. You are experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by. Welcome to this week's show. I'm your host, Kyan Chris Conroy. If this is the first time you've here and tuned into Technical Difficulties, welcome. If not, good to have you. Uh, good to have you back. Good to have you on board. I've got a an unusual and special show lined up for you this week, so let's just go straight to it. All right, let's not muck around. It's time. Ghosts. Aliens, bizarre creatures, psychic powers, beyond the known. A weekly magazine look into the dark veil of the paranormal. We take you now, beyond the known. Welcome to Beyond the Known. I'm your host, Willem Feldukarb. This week we bring you an incredible story from the upper Midwestern United States. Oliver Big Swede Olson is an average resident of northern Minnesota. A working class man, husband, and father. He likes to hunt and he likes to fish. But this year, when he was out hunting, he got more than he bargained for. Oh yeah, this is a spot right here, you know. If you... It was right here by the camp, and I'd been done fishing, and then that's when I saw it, you know. Right here, you say? Right, yeah, right here. Big Sweet, as he's known to his friends, took us to his favorite fishing location, where he spent a weekend for the fishing opener in 2005. There he had planned to spend the entire weekend fishing for walleye. But this year, he encountered something beyond the known. Mr. Olson picks up the story. I'd just been fishing that day, and, and uh, I was just bedding down for the night. I'd done pretty good, caught myself a couple of walleyes, and I was going to cook them up the next morning for breakfast. But So I decided, because I was so tired from all the, the fishing and the beer drinking and stuff, that I would just settle down for the evening. So I got into one of my, my thermo sleeping bag, and I, I had the fire going pretty low, and I kind of conked out. And then the next thing I know, I, I found myself surrounded by light and being lifted off the ground. I woke up, I was about 20 feet off the ground, and then I was underneath what looked like a huge metal disc with flashing lights on the bottom of it, and there was an opening where the beam was picking me up. And what did you think at the time? Oh, I thought, oh, geez, that's different. Yes, working-class Big Sweet Olsen had found himself on the business end of an alien abduction. Not a pretty sight. Big Sweet had never intended to encounter anything like this on what was supposed to be an ordinary fishing trip. And like many victims of alien abduction, he recounted some disturbing details. Well, well, I was up on a table with my feet up in the stirrups like the ladies do like when they're pregnant and the doctor has to look up there and look at their works and stuff. And I had my feet up like that and there were those little guys like in the movies with the big white heads and the big black eyes and they were all around me and stuff. And before I knew what had happened, they had stuck something in my butthole. 
and they turned it on and they had a couple of uh, you know like a uh, couple of humdingers of uh, what do you call it the orgasms there about four or five in a row and they collected a bunch of stuff from my, my, my from my private parts and they pulled the thing out and uh the next thing i knew i was down on the ground back in my back in my camp around the campfire feeling somewhat violated don't you know and you remembered this all by yourself well, well, part of it, but I had a therapist who helped me remember most of it. The therapist in question is Dr. Philo Swip, a licensed therapist and psychologist who'd been working with mostly men who've suffered the alien abduction syndrome for over 25 years. Well, after 25 years of working with these men, I've, I've managed to gain sort of a composite view of the abduction phenomena through a series of interviews. And I would say that Swede's experience is very, very typical, but... Most fascinating is the sheer level of detail he managed to remember, which has given us a much, much broader information base to draw from. He's managed to fill in a truly awesome number of gaps. In what way would that be? When under hypnosis, he's managed to relay information to us that allows us to fill in some missing details that I've been looking for for the past 25 years. Using the information we received from this, these hypnotherapy sessions, we've managed to come up with what I think is the holy grail of alien abduction syndromes, and it's this. Oh, uh, what is this exactly? This is a schematic of the alien butthole prober. It was, in fact, a very, very detailed schematic of what they call the alien butthole prober. More to the point, Big Swede, a licensed electrician, believes that he can build a working prototype. But the question remains, why? Well, think about it, you know. Oh, and under the aliens' hands, when they were collecting the genetic material, I had like five or six orgasms in under ten seconds. It, it, the commercial possibilities of such a device are truly awe-inspiring. Looking to enhance male performance in the bedroom? Look no further than Big Sweet Olsen's Alien Butthole Prober. The latest in sexual enhancement technology that will bring you pleasure like you've never had before. Utilizing advanced extraterrestrial intelligence and good old American back engineering know-how, Big Sweet Olsen's Butthole Prober will take your sex life out of this world. Ask your doctor if it's right for you. Hello, I'm Dr. Philo Swift. I'm a doctor, and I think it's right for you. You don't have to tell us twice, Doc. Get down to your local medical supplier or erotic novelty shop and ask for Big Sweet Olsen's Alien Butthole Prober. Hi, I'm Big Sweet Olsen, and I, I'm an alien abductee and a working class guy like you, and you'll be getting a guarantee of quality out of this kind of different thing or something. That's the Alien Butthole Prober. Now available in stores nationwide. Hello? <laughs> no, I'm terribly sorry, sir, but Big Sweet Olsen's Alien Butthole Prober is sold out. It's our most popular seller. You might want to try calling back next week, because I think we're getting a new shipment then. Thank you, and goodbye. The year was 1991. I was a fresh-faced kid of 22 years old who had just moved from Staten Island, New York, to the wilds of Minneapolis, Minnesota. I'd arrived basically friendless, homeless, and jobless, but within 24 hours I had a whole batch of new friends, I had a place to live, and no job. So I set out to find myself some employment in the wilds of Minneapolis. Prospects were slim. The Minneapolis job market had collapsed just before I had arrived, so I decided to find something in retail that was my strongest suit. On a whim, I stopped into a place called Fantasy House an erotic novelty store. 
Even though they told me they weren't hiring, I dropped an application off anyway. I figured, what could the harm be, and it would be an amusing story later on when I had told people where I had applied. When I got home with a newspaper full of want ads to look for a proper job, I got a phone call. Not five minutes after I had dropped off my application, one of their regular full-time employees had quit. They needed someone, and that someone was me. I spent the following year working in a store that sold lingerie, vibrators, erotic novelties, replicas of penises and vaginas, adult videos, S&M gear, and learning far more about the sexual proclivities of the people of Minneapolis and St. Paul than I'd ever bargained for. These are some of those stories, true stories, of Fantasy House. As sleazy as it sounds, Fantasy House was actually a very nice place. It was basically a Spencer Gifts, but with very, very naughty things for sale. The branch that I worked at was in St. Louis Park, a western suburb of Minneapolis. Former home of the Cohen Brothers, I believe. It was mostly frequented by secretaries and people like that on their lunch break. A very suburban crowd, as you might imagine. Mostly they came in to point and giggle at what was on the shelves, finger the tacky lingerie, and compare the plastic and vinyl replicas of penises on the walls to the sizes of their boyfriends and husbands' wing-wongs. On this particular day, a trio of secretary types had picked out a particularly tacky piece of lingerie. Alright, I'll be honest with you, all of the lingerie there was pretty tacky. And brought it up front, and the woman who was sort of the leader of the three looked at me and said, Can I pay for this with a check? She didn't really wait for my answer, unfortunately, and just started writing away. We have a very specific check policy, ma'am. Uh, you'll have to meet those criteria first, I'm afraid. Too late, she'd already finished writing the check and thrust it forward at me. This is my husband's check, is that alright? Well, is your name on it? Well, no. It's my husband's checkbook, like I said. I was pretty sure her name wasn't William. Well, I, I can't really accept a check that doesn't have your name on it. Uh, do you at least have an ID to prove that the last name is the same? I can't believe this. I didn't have room in my purse for my ID and my hairspray. I kid you not when I say the woman then proceeded to pull out of a very small purse the largest can of hairspray I've ever seen in my life. It was like a magic trick. The can seemed like it must have been over a foot long. She clunked it down on the desk and looked at me and then started rifling through her purse looking for some form of ID. She didn't have one. Not a driver's license, not a state ID, although she had driven there. I saw her get out of the car with my own eyes, and she'd been behind the wheel. She'd been driving without a license, but she did have her hairspray. I didn't take the check. Much is made of Minnesota during the winter, but very little is made of Minnesota during the summer. While on the whole, the Minnesota summers have a tendency to be rather... mild. They can be oppressively hot and this was one of those days. But fortunately, I had air conditioning that was functioning just properly in my store. There I was sitting by myself when he came in. He looked to be in his possibly early 50s with kind of frizzy hair and thick glasses. He squinted through them. He was sweaty, he had a pot belly, and he had one of those fanny packs tied on a little bit too tight around the middle. He proceeded to walk around the store and inspect everything very closely. Very closely. He got up to every single piece of merchandise within inches of it and squinted through his extremely thick, heavy-rimmed glasses. One by one, making a face like he had smelled bad cheese. One by one. Dildos, lingerie, vibrators, adult movies, you name it. He was looking at everything so thoroughly I thought he was looking for flaws. Very, very deep inspection. Very thorough. He spent a good half hour there in the store... Possibly there to beat the heat, I'm not sure. But he inspected damn near every section. 
looking at everything closely, the condoms, the whips, the riding crops, the wind-up toys of hopping penises. You name it, he looked at it, and always with that strange open-mouthed sneer and squinty eyes, like he had smelled something really, really funny. Thoroughly inspected the contents of the glass case, the nipple clamps, and all the cock rings. Then he looked up at me. Ah, nice store you got here. You sure got a lot of different stuff. People in Minnesota say non-committal inanities like this all the time. It, it's somehow a conversation a bit like the weather. I always wanted to reply that, yes, well, we thought of carrying lots of one single thing, but we discovered that that was economically unfeasible. But I didn't think they'd get it. He just looked down and started squinting into the glass counter again. Then after a pause, he looked up at me and said the following. You got anything that explodes? It's been almost 14 years since I was asked that question under those circumstances. And God is my witness, I still don't know how to answer it. I'll probably stop here for now. I have all kinds of other stories like the weekly church protesters, the strange rule system that they had for employees, the uh, only time I was ever held up at gunpoint, that was one of these stories, and I have lots of other different interesting stories to relate regarding my career at Fantasy House, but I'll leave you with this. The one question I'm asked now as then whenever anybody found out my employment state was, did I ever get to try out any of the equipment at Fantasy House? I just tell them yes. I tried out all the equipment, and I got to put my stamp of approval on all of it. Yes, I was the big expert behind the counter, and if they had any questions about vibrators or dildos, they need only come to me. Was it true? Well, if you ever meet me, buy me a beer and I'll answer any of your questions concerning marital aids. Then you can just simply judge for yourself. Till next time. And that's the end of the show for the week. I am again your host, Kyan Chris Conroy. It seems a little short, uh, especially for the download time. It's because I'm not quite finished yet. I did say I had a special show in, in mind for you, and I did have a little bit of extra information that I thought you'd find interesting. By the way, please feel free to drop me a line at techdiff at tcinternet.net uh, if you'd like any more. Uh, just come in contact or information or whatever. Anyway, I got a really interesting email. Interesting, I thought, that I thought I could share with you. Uh, it says, basically, uh, that the word of the day, uh, the word of the day for this week is... Subject is beginning to move. REM state appears to be ending. Now beginning uh, in sequence phase. Wakey, wakey. I'm up. I'm up. What? What? I said, did you ever have the feeling you're being watched? Continuously. Well, it's nothing personal. Ah, very funny. In all seriousness, what I meant to say was, have you ever had the feeling that you had eyes upon you? That, that there was someone staring at you, and you turned around, and yes, in fact, they were staring at you. All right, on occasion I have, yeah. Well, that is exactly my point. That, to me, suggests the, the potential for humans to have extrasensory perception. Well, why on earth would you suddenly perceive someone behind you when, when you didn't know they were there? I just, I just look, I think there might be, like, simple 
visual or perhaps audio cues or possibly scent cues that we're not aware of that we're just subtly picking up on. You know, I like the whole concept of blue sense, you know, that cops have this innate sense of, you know, perceptual, you know, sixth sense kind of thing. I think it's a load of crap. I think it's just that they had enough experience, they've absorbed it on some sort of cellular level, and now they can just tell when something's wrong. I don't happen to think that it's some sort of ah. extrasensory power that people have. So you think it's preternatural as opposed to supernatural? Exactly. It's all in your head. Well, I suggest you try to tell me something that isn't. I mean, look at you now. Look at me now what? They are entering a complexity field. An inoculation against the abrasive woes of this world. Wife and child who aren't so alienated from me. Maybe my sense of dignity and self-worth. Maybe just some sort of hedonistic frenzy, like a trip to a foreign port in a large circular waterbed surrounded by naked women with large breasts. That's all well and good, sir, uh, but when I said what would you like, I meant off the menu. Happy meal it is. Very good, sir. When was that one from? A later period. Looks like that was sort of the autumn years. Well, that was good. Why don't we use that one? It's not as simple as that. I think we need something with a little bit more meat on it. I've got some more cute up here. Hold on. What did you say? What? Did you did you just say something about queuing something up? No, I, di- I didn't say anything. Oh. Um, okay. Uh, so, what, what was I just talking about? Uh, your last trip to Maui. Oh, oh, right, right. Well, what happened was we were all got really blind, stinking drunk on Jello shots, and then about all sixteen of us uh, stripped all our clothes off on the side of the golf course, and we lathered ourselves up with mazzola oil and tried to have an orgy. Oh, I see. And then what? Well, things went downhill rather quickly after that. I see. So, uh, what makes you think I needed such a detailed account of your sexual proclivities? Well, I mean, come on. Well, how long have we been friends? About twenty minutes now. Well, at least you know I'm honest. Yes, and I also know you're a total perv. And I have to say, this last 20 minutes of discussing your in- incredibly disgusting and, and horrible fetishes and fantasies is, frankly, terrifyingly arousing. Well, maybe we should discuss it back at my love nest, you saucy little minx. Mm, I'll get the check. You just make sure to tip the waitress 20%. Wouldn't that just lean her over slightly? So how long would you say that the relationship lasted? Just over seven years. And it was based entirely on sex? Yeah, it's funny. We really didn't have anything else in common besides the uh, besides the sex. And the Mazzola oil. Uh, I noticed that uh, you brought up the uh, the, oil, the cooking oil again. Every time you uh, do seem to speak of your sexual activities, it, it does seem to involve uh, cooking oil of some kind. Well, not just any cooking oil. I'm talking about crisp, clear Mazzola oil, a pure corn oil, you know. The kind of thing you'd fry really light, good, crispy chicken in. It just, it just has that wonderful taste to it that... It has that, that, that clarity that you just can't get with other cooking oils. I mean, I actually burned myself on Wesson once very badly. I'm never going to buy that oh. brand again. I, I, are you sure you're not entirely obsessed with brand names? Because it seems to me that you ended the relationship because she didn't purchase Mazzola oil. Well, it's a superior product, that's all. I'm just exercising my freedom as a consumer. Yeah, yes, but it doesn't seem like freedom to me. It just seems to me like you're just obsessed with a particular brand <sighs> am, name. And there's other not. types of oil out Look, there. I don't see ending even I, a no, sexual relationship over something well, it's, that's just six of one, half a dozen of the other. You I wouldn't mean, understand. All these different brand names right? are all the same, yeah. wouldn't you think? No, they're not. Are, uh, are you alright? Ah! Are you? Negative reinforcement oh. behavior sequence complete. Uh, now moving over to uh. a cerebral cortex routing system. Oh. We'll begin. Uh, can you hear me? Hear me? Hear me? Hear me? What? 
Wakey, wakey. Uh, I'm awake. From yeah. now on, your favorite oil to cook in will be the milk of human kindness. Subject seems to be responding to something. They're changing all the best scenes, you know. I don't understand. I'm just being neighborly, just coming in here to remind you what's important. Important? From now on, your favorite video game is Final Fantasy. Final I think life should be just like Final Fantasy, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Honey, I'm off to work now. Did you pack my lunch? I've got it right here, dear. And then just in case you get killed during your office meeting today, I packed a phoenix down. Oh, do you think you could pack more than one? It's going to be an office meeting with our CEO and he might kill the whole staff. Not to worry, dear. The chocobo managed to dig up a phoenix pinion this morning. Oh, good. Just link it to your last chance materia slot and you'll do just fine right to that board meeting. Okay, goodbye, dear. Bye. Bye. What the hell was that? Uh-oh. What, what? What? What is that? What? I picked up some kind of strange spike on the chip what? back when we were doing the scan earlier when he was trying to react strangely. <laughs> what does that mean? Well, I think someone's hacked the chip. What? I, I, that's all I can tell you. That's what, Someone must have managed to find the frequency on the chip. Don't give me that shit. I, no one's supposed to be able to find the frequency on the chip. That's why we installed those chips in the first I, place. I, look, oh, I'm completely oh, aware. God. Oh, he's waking oh. up. All right, all right, quick, quick. Damn damn right. All right, hold on. Oh. Any physicist will tell you that the human brain operates on megacycles, just like a radio or a computer. So you're saying the brain could broadcast like a radio. Now you're beginning to get it, Cooper. And I... What did you call me? Now, if I'm right, I believe that the human brain needs an antenna of some kind, some sort of technological help so it can actually pick up information from the air. I think it's the only reasonable explanation. That is what cybernetics is all about. So you just want to turn us all into radio receivers for for what? What would we A whole receiving? host of pieces of information. I mean, the possibilities are absolutely limited. Use your imagination. Come on. What do you think people could receive from broadcasting brainwave communication? Spam and advertising, mostly. That's what I think it would turn into. Immediately. You are so cynical, Kupo. Why do you keep calling me that? You have a choice between two doors, east or west. What? East or west. Which door do you choose? Well... Which one looks less dangerous? Oh, they both look exactly the same to you. East. East it is. Hello? You have chosen the door to the east. Huh? Who are you? It is a long flagstone hall covered with a luminous slime. The whole thing has a very ancient smell to it. What? Make a spot hidden roll. Uh, okay. What'd you get? What'd you get? Um, eleven. Oh, too oh, bad. Too you bad. don't notice the shape coming up behind you. Where? It's a mind flare. You have to make a roll to see if it sucks your brain out. Quick, do a saving throw. Okay. Uh, eight. Oh, sorry. That's not good enough. I'm afraid it's trying to pull your brain out of your head now. With those tentacles on its face. Sorry. Have you found it yet, nurse? Not yet. Look, look quickly. Look, I'm going. Oh, oh look, he's awake. All right. Listen, listen, son. Son, you had an aneurysm. I'm trying to move this. Now, things are, are quite quite dire here, all right? So I need you to cooperate carefully, all right? Now, we're taking the best care of you we possibly can, but but things are going to be touch and go for a minute here until until we're prepped it. You found I, it. I, I, here it is. Here's his insurance card. Oh, all right. Oh. Good. All right. Well, no problem then. Well, you just relax there, Pure son, Medicare. and uh, we'll, we'll do whatever we have to here. All right, everybody, just line it up. Let's go. Are you still there? Are you still there? Oh, good. Oh, good. Oh, good. The word for the, the, word day, for the day is Aida. Aida. 
Aida is the Japanese word for the interval or space between. More on this next week. Bye. You're listening to Friday Follies. Jokes, laughs, and guffaws to tickle your funny bone on the Mutual Audio Network. Join us tomorrow morning on Mutual for Saturday Story Circle. Bring the kids, your coloring books, and crayons, and get the whole family into a great start to the day with audio cartoons. You can always subscribe to the full Mutual Audio Network feed for every day of audio drama that fits your fancy. Or discover Saturday Story Circle in your favorite podcast players like Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or Spotify. The Mutual Audio Drama Network, where we listen and imagine together.